Any prophetic word you don't value never comes to pass in your life. He said, you do well as you take heed. You take heed to prophetic words to do well in experiencing his fulfillment. As on the light that shines in darkness, until the day dawn, the day star rises in your heart. So every prophetic word carries a day star within it. But you take heed. You take heed. You take heed. You are not forgetful. You take heed. You take heed to the things that need to be done to see it come to pass in your life. You take heed. My prayer is that no prophetic word will fall to the ground in your life anymore. The last days are the most prophetic days of the church of Christ. So we need to line up with how to see prophecies come to pass in our life. Not just prophecies proclaimed by prophets, but the prophetic bank itself, the word. So if you don't have value for prophetic words, the Bible will not profit you. Because it's essentially prophetic. It's the most sure word of prophecy. So it's not about, I don't well, want what Papa is saying. Do you want what the word is saying? So if Papa is speaking from the word, you better have respect for it. Have respect for the word. Please, please. Too many people just watch prophetic words pass them by. They just think it will come on them by them. No, no, no. That is where you to stand. Say, take it. You will do well only when you take it. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 19. Amen. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that you take heed. You take heed. You take heed. You hold it fast. Let's another man take your ground. You take heed to them. You take heed to them. In the name of Jesus, no prophetic word will fall to the ground in your life anymore. Yeah. I didn't say you are redeemed for Thomas. The word says so. The light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. I didn't say so. He says so. But it's, I'm going to take you through that journey to see what you need to do to get there. And that's what we've been doing. In the precious name of Jesus, you won't let any treasure from heaven be turned to trash in your life. <laughs> now, ask the Lord now to speak to you, everybody. Ask the Lord, I want to hear from you tonight for the moment that we have. I want to hear from you. I want to hear a crowning word from you concerning this awesome month. I want to hear a crowning word from you in this service tonight. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Take all the praise. As we get into your word now, open the heart of every one of us. The same way you open the heart of Lydia to take heed unto what you are saying in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. And please be seated. Praise the Lord and more than a conqueror. Congratulations. Congratulations. We've been looking at uh, unveiling the fundamentals of success in our midweek services. Unveiling the fundamentals of success. The book of Psalm chapter 11 and verse 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Nothing. A faulty foundation equals a failed future. 
a faulty foundation equals a failed future for any building. For any building. But other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 3 12. So the foundation to every agenda of heaven is as contained in the world. Because Jesus is the living world. The world that became flesh and dwelt among us and behold his glory as that of the only begotten Son of God. So the foundation to every provision of scripture is as contained in scriptures. And a lot has gone forth since the man began. But he will always say one thing thou lackest. You want to get to it? Find out the one thing remaining. I believe tonight one hidden thing remaining will be unveiled to us. One thing thou lackest. You have done all these things. I mean, I, I just love you. You have done all these things. And Jesus loved him. But one thing thou lackest. Everybody that has any eyes I can see know that this commission represents the raw meaning of success. What do I call it? Just moving on. No parking, no stopping, just moving from one level to another, from one level to another. And that's how your life is ordained to be. No one here who will take heed to these words that you have had this man. If I were you, why don't you collect the tapes or CD or whatever they call it? Find out. And go through the. You don't read your book once to pass exam. Go through it again. Until it forms in you and you become a testimonial of the same. One hidden foundation in the world of success that we're looking at tonight that don't look that significant but can keep anybody at the same spot for life is the force of joy and rejoicing. What do I call it? The force of joy and rejoicing. Depressed people hardly make marks. Depressed people have hardly accomplished anything meaningful or tangible. Depressed people are often defeated. Depression is an enemy of destiny. Don't toy with it. Don't you ever toy with it? Don't you ever toy with it? Everyone that commands global impact is known to be an ever hilarious, joyful, excited individuals. And I'll tell you why. What is enjoy that enables a man to command exploits?
You can't trace depression in Joseph. And Joseph went out to do his business. He commanded some dimension of attraction to Potiphar's wife, whose husband was always depressed. <laughs> Amen. He was in the prison. Excuse me, is that what to do here? He was just on the move for his emotion. We are not to the cast head down once. You don't know what, what, what evil you are doing to yourself with depression. And we saw how God took him through till he arrived on the throne of Egypt. Depression is evil. It's worse than what any witchcraft will do to you. It's what you are doing against yourself without knowing. Paul said, we are the circumcision and worship God in spirit. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. We have no confidence in the flesh. Philippians 3.3 3. Rejoice in the Lord and again I say rejoice. Rejoice evermore. What's in it? First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16. Rejoice evermore. No stopping. No packing. Keep moving. Joy is what provides access to inspiration. Inspiration is our access to insight. <laughs> An insight is the platform for impact. Come again. Joy is the access of believers to inspiration. Inspiration is the channel to insight. And insight is a platform for exploits. Those who do know, they shall do exploits. Now, Revelation, I mean, Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 3. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Paul the apostle of unchecked joy is reported to be a man of abundance of revelation insight and we saw how much impact is insight engendered now all of scriptures is called the product of inspiration and Paul wrote about half of the New Testament. Now, so, by joy, he gained access to inspiration. By inspiration, he gained access to revelation. And by such insight, he commanded that level of impact. Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. I know where Paul occupies. 
So you rob yourself of insight. And my people are destroyed for lack of insight. So you just unknowingly begin to wreck your own life. By surrendering to quell matters. Immaterial things. And allowing such things to weigh on your life. Till you are robbed of everything precious. Therefore rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. Apply revelation is what equals wisdom. And wisdom is the womb of exploits. Come on now. <laughs> Whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Matthew 13 and verse 44. 54. He taught them in their synagogues and so much that they were astonished and said, Whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works. The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth and by understanding has he established the heavens. Proverbs 3 19. What wisdom is this and these mighty works? So by joy we gain access to revelation and by applied revelation we command exploits. So you see where joy comes in now in the equation. I've been around quite some giants in my life and I, uh, I observe one other common denominator. And that is joy and rejoicing. It flows with them naturally. Naturally. You must be listed. You are hard working. Yes. You are serving God so hard. Yes. But there is no return. Why? It takes joy. To assess your reward in stewardship. It takes joy. Because thou servest not the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart. For the abundance of all things that grace is done, done in your life. Therefore shalt thou serve the enemies. My God. How many serving I can't see anything? You are the one. Your lack of joy and gladness in stewardship has robbed you of your rewards unknowingly. Unknowingly. Nobody can see the fact that you are serving God around your life because it's not showing. Because all the harvest of the field will perish when joy withers away from a man's life. Joy chapter 1 and verse 12. I wish people will know what evil they are doing to themselves by subscribing to depression for things that don't matter nothing. The past is past. Don't pass away with it. The past is irreparable. Wake up! Somebody insulted you yesterday and you are down today. It doesn't make any sense. He cannot uninsult you again. The people who had the insult cannot be gathered together again. So the, the insult is in their mind. 
It's in their system. When they say that's the man, they call you Buffon the other time. They say, what, what's your problem? Now, if you sell yesterday's newspaper for one naira, nobody will buy it. It has passed. So if they insulted you in paper yesterday, that's the end. It will come out again. That just to let you know we insulted this man yesterday, we are insulting him. It doesn't work. And I want to appeal to women because they are the most vulnerable. The slightest thing. Hmm. I got joy like a river in my soul. I got joy like a river. Joy like a river. I got joy like a river in my soul. I got peace like an ocean. Peace like an ocean. I got peace like an ocean in my soul. I got peace like an ocean. Peace like an ocean. I got peace. Therefore rejoice in the Lord. And again I say what? Rejoice. Rejoice evermore. Amen. We also know that all men of exploit are men of unusual strength. It takes strength to command and sustain exploit. There's an enormous demand on your person, your time, your energy. It will do something others are not done that put you above them. You can't run the same schedule and command greater result. You can't. Now, joy is a fountain of strength. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. Neither be ye sorry for yourself, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's the fountain of strength for everyone in the kingdom. The joy of the Lord strengthens you to command and sustain exploits. I was with the sage who is going to heaven now, um, T.L. Osborne. And he said, look, David, I've been going to so-and-so place. I was there 60 years ago. Amen. And I've been going there this coming, you mentioned the time. There was a woman that got her sight back eight, 60 years ago. She's still alive. And she came forward and said, I was the woman that Jesus hid during your crusade 60 years ago. Man. Oh, no, you are strength. All this dragging at the age of 40, as if you are 90, it's, it's not the way to go. It's not the way to go. The joy of the Lord is the strength of the saints. The joy of the Lord is an energizer. The joy of the Lord makes you go beyond the natural capacity in your system. So people don't know what they are losing. You can't command exploit, talk let of sustaining without strength. Without strength. They went to town to buy food for them to eat. 
Jesus himself inclusive. He sent them to go. By the time he came back, he found, they found them engaging with all the strength with the woman at the well. They said, sir, eat. Stop that, my friend. Well, maybe somebody gave him, gave him food before we came back. Thomas said, I believe that because there's no man who can be doing this. <laughs> Amen. Jesus said, I have some food to eat that you know not about. My meat is to do the will of him sent me and to finish his work. My meat, my meat, what I eat that you don't know, is to finish the work assigned me. It was food to him. All you shall say. Luke 10, 21. At that time, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. Jesus rejoiced in spirit. Joy from the inside, not, you know, um, mechanized smile. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is joy in my heart, joy in my heart, joy in my heart today. There is joy in my heart, joy in my heart, joy in my heart today. But you know when there is joy in your heart, it will show outside. You can't say I'm not smiling, but there's joy in my heart. It's not true. Cheerful heart, I mean, it was a, a, a merry heart, make it a cheerful countenance. Boy, oh, he showed that something is wrong. <laughs> a merry heart, make it a cheerful countenance. Cheerful countenance. Don't think I'm not rejoicing, no. I'm rejoicing. It's just my nature. My nature doesn't smile. <laughs> it's not true. You are going to heaven where all we do there is laughter. That means you have another heaven you are planning to go. The heaven where God lives, they laugh there. All they do there is laugh. They laugh at the devil, laugh at all these agents because they can't do anything against anybody. May the Lord restore your laughter. Stop fighting the past. There is no wisdom in it. Stop fighting the past. That's just a bit of what it is. The relevance of joy in the school of success. Now, David, the addicted, joyful king. Abigail said, and my Lord is as smart as an angel of God to know all things that I don't under him. Second Samuel chapter 14 and verse 20. And this man knew afar off. Afar, and he being a prophet and knowing afar off, he was outside this, outside this generation. He was talking precisely on the crucifixion talking precisely on the passion of Christ. I mean, afar off. Afar off. And he being a prophet, and knowing afar off, 
He was outside the generation in knowledge. And see how much impact he commanded. Now, this is what he said. Thou will show me the path of life. For in thy presence, there's fullness of joy, and in your right hand there are pleasures evermore. Awesome God. God gave Solomon wisdom, but it was transmitted through inspiration. He wrote 3,000 proverbs and 1,050 songs. So they call these songs of Solomon. A thousand and fifth. The man was swimming in inspiration. All the kings of the earth came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. That's the wonder of joy. Therefore rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. The Bible said about Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 29. I mean chapter 4 verse 29 to 34. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and likeness of heart even as the sun that is on the seashore and Solomon's wisdom exceeded the wisdom of all the children of the east east country and all the wisdom of Egypt man for he was wiser than all men than those big wits Ethan the Ezraite and Heman and Charcoal and Dado the sons of Maho and his fame was in all nations round about and he spake 3,000 proverbs. And his sons were 8,005. Heavy inspiration. He spake of trees from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon. Even unto the highest of that springeth on the, out of the wall. And he spake also of beasts and fowls and of creeping things and of fishes. And there came of all people. Where your profession always standing. To hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth which has heard of his wisdom. Now, and of all born of men, there is none as great as John the Baptist. No. But he that is least in the kingdom has greater potential than Solomon. Greater potential of access to wisdom than Solomon. But we need the joy and the gladness of Solomon to assess it. Amen. Heavy inspiration. Springing out of joy. Providing unusual access to revelation. Insight. That engenders impact. Arise, shine, your light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee and the Gentiles will come to your light and they are caked to the brightness of your horizon. Who are these that fly as a cloud? Light. Though you are forsaken, no one passed through you, but I'll make you an eternal excellency. Light. A little one among you that have this light shall be a thousand. A small one, a strong nation. I will waste anything this time. So we, we just need to company with joy to fulfill our destiny. We need to company with joy to fulfill our destiny. I therefore pray tonight that by the power of the blood in this communion, Everything that triggers depression is destroyed in anyone's life. Yeah. Can I hear your loudest amen? Yeah. Can I hear your loudest amen? Yeah. Whatever makes you remember something that happened 10 years ago. And, uh, what happened? Nothing. 
What happened now? What that man told me in 1992. <laughs> he said, what year is this? 2022. How many years ago then? Say 34. He just, the devil just rewinded. Oh my God. What do I do to marry this? Go and demerit it. It's yes, gone. Never told it. He won it all. The insult cannot be withdrawn. No. It has settled with you. It's only you can, can, can scatter it. Oh, wake up. Stop bemoaning your past. You can do nothing against it. You can do nothing for it. You, you, it's irreparable. Irreparable. You failed the exam. Ten years ago, it doesn't mean that if you pass now, you didn't fail that time. You still fail that time. So that time you fail. You now wrote it again after ten years you pass. So when they are counting those who fail that year, they will count your name. <laughs> Amen. I want you to catch the uh, madness order of joy that I operate with. Amen. It's the grace of God. I didn't receive it in vain. I receive the responsibility. Rejoice in the Lord, and again I say, rejoice. Don't mind those things that are past; they are not relevant anymore. You can't undo them. You can't do them. So, what are you bothered about? Somebody's story is changing. Well, now, do you not see the place of joy and rejoicing? It makes your serving God profitable. It offers you strength. Now, let me conclude. We're going to take that tonight. Joy and rejoicing guarantees health and wholeness. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. Proverbs 17, verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. Now, Proverbs 18 and verse 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit who can bear. The moment your spirit is wounded, your body gets wounded alone. If you don't come out of it on time, it will wound your body alone. So they carry out all this. They can't see anything wrong. But you know, your life is going down. They can't see anything wrong. X-ray, scan, you know. All those things they do. They check you out. They say, everything is normal. You say, ah, but I'm not aware. What is not aware cannot be seen in all those machines. They can't track depression in the machine. It's hidden somewhere inside you. While they are testing you, you are still depressed. But what cannot be repaired? But in Christ, we are smarter. We are smarter than those circumstances. And in the name of Jesus, you will never suffer the plague of depression anymore. Yeah. Now, let me tell you what happens. When you go to hospital and they carry out some tests, I mention your disease to you. You are depressed and your body begins to break down right there on the spot. You have been jumping up and down. You are the one who drove there. Oh. They say your liver is about two minutes more. <laughs> Please, 
Please help me call my wife. I can't drive. Huh? Between this time and now, you lost your driving skill. Between now, <laughs> depression has wounded him. But you find winners when they say this year, he said, Not me. Not me. Amen. <laughs> he jumped to the car, he's driving to work. And then he gets there, takes take for me now, take a shot of the way. Nonsense. What are they talking about? He's out. They are reacting differently to the same thing. One is reacting scripturally, the other one is reacting naturally. So he just sagged. Good afternoon, sir. Everybody's okay. Amen. Well, I caused the seed of depression in the life of everyone under the sound of my voice. And those who will connect later, I decree that the same verdict works in their favor. Somebody asked me, have you ever had any problem? I said, maybe it came, I didn't know. Maybe it came, I didn't know. You can introduce yourself to someone because you have no business together. You forget immediately. When next you meet, he introduced himself to you. I'm Jack saying, oh yeah, oh yeah. I introduced myself sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and next time you meet again, he said, I'm Jack saying, oh my God, thank you very much. You can't even remember how his face looks like because there is no dealing. But if he took you as a uh, gave you a lift in his car, you will know him a bit. If you are eating together somewhere, you will know him. But if somebody passing by and say, I'm Jackson, I'm Joe, I'm uh, Joel, I'm uh, Davidson, you are just introducing yourself. Something is breaking forth in your life. Let me tell you this as I close. You have such an enviable destiny, you cannot blame the devil for haunting you. He haunts every precious soul. You can't blame the devil for haunting you. When Moses was born, he haunted him. A precious, enviable destiny. When Christ was born, he ran after him to destroy him. Every one believer has a glorious enviable destiny. So don't blame the devil from haunting you. Since he knows he cannot touch you, he wants you to touch yourself. He gets to the prayer. He reminded you of nonsense, things that don't matter anymore. Bring them back to you and then get you to cast your head down and so begin to punish yourself without knowing. In the precious name of Jesus, everything that does not edify I decree that they clear off your system. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Joy and rejoicing is our covenant access to our high places in life. Although the fruit shall not blossom, there might not be fruit in the vine, the fruit of the Lord shall fail. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And the Lord will make my feet like hands feet and get me up 
unto my high places. Joy and rejoicing is the covenant flight to your high places. You miss the flight when joy and rejoicing finishes. Joy and rejoicing is your covenant flight to your high places. Don't toy with depression. Don't hang around people who want to steer depression in you. Don't hang around people who talk low on the future of your country. Don't hang around people who talk low of the future of your profession. Just be yourself rejoicing in the Lord always. I showed a clip last Sunday on where we are coming from as a church. Church started with six people. Amen. On the average in a month. There is outreach, there is witnessing. Now, it became 14 in February. Great lift. And then came to be 22. Ah, this is too much. And then moved to 34. Hallelujah. By end of the year, average attendance for the year, 81. Celebration, sir. Celebration. We had a 16-long seminar, back to back. We ended up with 90. Explosion. We ordained our seven deacons as a result. That number is too much not to have deacons. Amen. All kinds, all kinds, all kinds. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say what? Rejoice. Income of church worldwide 25,000. Kaduna wide 18,000. Praise God. Joy, joy, join them. You think we are moving in billions? No pretense. Just the joy of the Lord overwhelming the people. And then we grew tremendously. 320 something, uh, 324 people, average 1985. Amen. And 600 plus, 1986. You won't believe. But there was no time anybody smelt depression on the altar. Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a beer. Huh? It's time to praise him. Now give praise him with all your might. Are you ready? And then we graduated to a grass cathedral in a town, not in a village. And we're excited. We announced that, uh, I used to announce that if you see any larger grass cathedral in the world, let me know. But this one we have is the largest. Amen. From all my research, this is the largest grass cathedral. The floor wasn't paved. Pure sand. When we're singing, you find dust jumping with us. And then all your hair will just be uh, will be soaked, or is it soaked, or, or plastered <laughs> with dust. Amen. Awesome God. You see that? It's fully wind condition. <laughs> Amen. It can only stop sun. It can't stop rain. And then will fall naturally on everybody inside. So there is faith to stop rain. Rain! Never. Not here. Come on, give the Lord a big hand up. Amen. You are going places. It doesn't take as much time. It takes only applied truth to gain speed to get to where God wants you to go to without stress or strain. Lift up your right hand, everybody. And thank God for the light 
on the place and power of joy and rejoicing in getting you and I to fulfill God's glorious agenda for our life. Can I have you speaking words that God can hear? Speak words that God can hear. When I cry, then shall the my enemies talk about this. I know because God is for me. Stand to your feet and cry against every air of depression, no matter the reason. From home, from your spouse, from your children, everything that rears depression, stand up to it and cause it. Cause in the name of the Lord. I'm living a depression-free life all the days of my life. No room, no room, no room, no room. Satan, get your hand off my life. The past is repairable. I'm not going for it anymore. Engage the blood of Jesus for your liberty. Engage the blood of Jesus for your liberty. Engage the blood of Jesus for your liberty. And get the blood of Jesus for your liberty. And get the blood of Jesus for your liberty. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Now, there are three things going for you to flow in joy forever. Number one, you are born again. So, joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit. One of the proofs that you are born again is joy. Fruit means proofs. Amen. Galatians 5.22 Now you are baptized in the Holy Ghost and he gets people drunk with joy. Drunk with joy. Be you not filled with wine, that's excess, or be you filled with the Holy Ghost that gets you intoxicated with joy like wine do to the drunkards. On your Pentecost, he said they were drunken. The kingdom of God is not in food and meat, but in righteousness and joy in the Holy Ghost. So it's, it's a facilitator of joy in our life. And then the word that was our found, and I did eat them, and it became the joy and rejoicing of my heart. So you have three, three, three forces going for you to enjoy joy unspeakable, full of glory all your life. My God. And then like mad people here in winners, you are after souls. You always return with joy. Why? You are donating joy to heaven, so you reap a harvest of joy on earth. They enjoy heaven over one so that repent. So you are after them. You are investing in joy in heaven and you are reaping harvest of joy on the earth. You know, you, this avenue should make you live a depression-free life. In the name of Jesus, nobody will have any reason to ask you again what is wrong. Yeah. The day Hannah changed her stand and her corner was no more sad was the day God had her. Please, please, let God hear you. Let God have the right of access to turn your story around. Joy is what welcomes his presence. Depression dispels his presence. Make your choice. I pray that from tonight, it shall be joy and rejoicing in your home. 
Joy and rejoicing over your children. Joy and rejoicing over your family. Joy and rejoicing over your business. Over your career. In the name of Jesus. And your turnaround you have long, long waited for will come with speed. Give the Lord a big hand of praise and get seated. Praise the Lord and more than a conqueror. Congratulations. Amen and amen. 